Reporting for WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Hillary McClure with the Cyber Warfare Report. Joining us is former White House CIO Teresa Payton. VOA reported on the U.S. arrest of Anatoly Lakotomov, the majority owner of Hong Kong registered Bits Lotto, which has been called a high tech axis of crypto crime. Prosecutors are saying that Bitslato exchanged more than $700 million in cryptocurrency for users of Hydra Market between 2018 and 2022, and Bitslato is also accused of receiving more than $15 million in ransomware proceedings. Teresa, can you tell us more about this story and how Bitslato has enabled cyber warfare for years? Yeah, so this is very, very interesting. So it's a China-based cryptocurrency exchange but the founder is Russian. And so you have to ask yourself, so, and again, China, for the record, denies participating or encouraging money laundering. Russia says that they don't encourage money laundering, but you have to ask yourself, what is going on here? So first of all, kudos to the international cooperation that happened in order to apprehend the founder of this particular platform. So you have the French authorities, you have Europol overall, you have the United States and and probably countless others who have not been named as part of the investigation. But you can tell based on how this platform is advertised that they are encouraging money laundering. A lot of people who may not know this, financial services, which cryptocurrency exchanges have tried to say, We shouldn't fall under anti-money laundering regimes that are placed on banks. But the SEC has said, you know, there are different requirements depending on how you operate, where you send money to and from, where you may be required to at least file things under the international money laundering rules, anti-money laundering rules. And so, for example, he would advertise that they had lax identification requirements he would actually tell customers of the exchange, you don't have to provide documentation. You don't have to even provide a passport. I mean, that is just basically short of saying we're open for business, launder your money here. So this is really fascinating. And as the court proceedings go on, it'll be interesting to hear what we learn and pay attention because If this person chooses to get a lighter sentence and decides to sing like a canary, pay attention to see whether or not other individuals around the world get called in for questioning about money that they moved on this platform. How has the U.S. been cracking down on crypto exchanges used by cyber criminals? Well, for starters, it does require international cooperation. I know at some point they do have to monetize and turn the cryptocurrency at some point into financial currency to buy and sell things. And so this international cooperation between financial institutions, law enforcement analysts and investigators is really key here. And in that investigation, they're able to find infrastructure, you know, follow the money. So if you start tracking transactions across exchanges, wallet to wallet on the cryptocurrency exchanges, these digital wallets with the cryptocurrency stored in them, you can start to create a pattern. And if you can follow a pattern, then chances are at some point a mistake will be made 
and something will be revealed. It could be a handle used for one of the wallets. It could be the wallet is tied to an email account that ends up being used somewhere in sort of the, the open web and not necessarily in the dark web or only single purpose. So there's a lot of analysis work that has to be done really by an international team collecting leads, taking those leads. You can almost imagine it, if everybody wants to imagine for a moment, like a CSI show and you're trying to take all these leads and in real time, but virtually almost take that red yarn and you're trying to do the link analysis across all these different leads to figure out, you know, where is the snake head and how do we cut the head of the snake off, not the parts of the snake off, because that's really going to be key to get down to the inner workings who was laundering money, why was it being laundered, and perhaps was anything being financed out of this cryptocurrency exchange. And only the investigation and talking to people called in for questioning is going to reveal that. You mentioned this briefly earlier, but Lakatomov is Russian and Bitslato is China-based. And the U.S. Treasury Department designated Bitslato as a primary money laundering concern in connection with Russian illicit funds. So, Teresa, what's the advantage for Lakatomov to register Bitslato in China versus Russia? It could have been the potential for obfuscation. So if you have a ransomware syndicate that's run out of Russia and it's being paid in cryptocurrency for their extortionware, destructionware, ransomware, they may not want it to be tied to a Russian cryptocurrency exchange. So they may want to pick a cryptocurrency exchange somewhere else. So that could be the potential benefit that they were looking at when they stood up and did business. They may have also decided to do it because China is considered an international banking powerhouse. Some of the world's largest banks you know, have headquarters in China or big offices in China. So there might have been an opportunity as well to be in a different geography and to be in a place where you've got access to kind of bigger banks, bigger pockets, potential arbitrage if you need it for the cryptocurrency exchange. So all of those different things may have played a factor or who knows, it may be a much simpler answer than that. It might've literally been, you know, a deal done on a handshake with somebody in China and it just seemed like good business sense. Bitslato has boasted about its lax identification requirements. What are the implications here? Well, the implications here are, so who did that appeal to and why? People do like to have their privacy, well-meaning people, ethical people like to have privacy. But why would you want your cryptocurrency to be on exchange that doesn't make people identify themselves? You have to ask yourself that question. You know, banks make you identify yourself. If you want to fly in an airplane, you have to identify yourself. So why would you want to belong to an exchange where there's no due diligence done of who's putting money on and taking money off? So yes, you know, privacy around the transaction, privacy around your identity. But at some point, you have to ask yourself, why is that the marketing pitch? Hey, come be on our cryptocurrency exchange. We don't care who you are. <laughs> so you have to ask, who did they attract? Why were they attracted to be there? Was it really just about privacy? Or is there something more sinister about their financial transactions? And again, that investigation, it's going to be a combination of both digital and then pulling people in for questioning and getting them to talk. Joining me was former White House CIO Teresa Payton. Reporting for WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Hillary McClure.